We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from our I did not come to this podcast very prepared today You did not I, uh for those of you at home, I walked in today after Nick got home from work and I said, hey, I've got nothing to talk about today. <laughs> so Nick came up with two topics and I came up with a half-assed topic. So we'll see how this episode Watch, goes. This is going to be the worst one. It's when, I'm, when I'm planning the topics, like nothing nothing good can happen out, out of it. Other than, I will say, I did a very good job of setting the mood today. We're on the couches. We're in the living room. There is a fire on the floor. TV, not in the fireplace right below it, which would make sense. No, on the TV, and to top it all off, I have an iPhone getting delivered, and a FedEx man is going to walk up while we <laughs> record this, and that's, it's going to be very awkward. That's why you kept yelling, where's my iPhone? I was like, dude, it's on the couch next to you. I didn't know you were getting one delivered. Yeah, it should be here, and I, I can't wait to see the FedEx guy's face. And he's like, what are, you, what are you guys doing with all these mics and beers, and there's a fireplace, and... Can th- I be on the podcast? Do you think he'll join us? <laughs> I would love it. That would be how funny would that be? It would be, but I think he's probably going to knock and then just drop the package and leave. We should we should uh, order pizza and then like when the guys like dropping it off. Is those, those like the perfect perfect people to like do something with? Because they'll they they're like, man, I'm having a boring night. All I do is walk up, deliver a pizza, run away. Do you remember that time that it. you did a, a p- order pizza in advance for like yeah. weeks and weeks in advance? Did yeah, that yeah. ever? come did that ever get delivered or did you not actually do that i think i forgot to okay we were doing the podcast i said i would order it after and you know because of the nature of our podcast i imagine i forgot after i consumed six beers all right well that's very disappointing so welcome everybody to the last call podcast i'm your host aaron thompson and alongside me as always is nick warner here to set the mood again uh, Nick and I attempt to do this podcast every Friday while drinking six beers. But Nick, what is the catch about the beers? The catch is that the beers, or or not just beers, any beverage of choice, has to be above five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, well, it, it does have to be a beer. It could be a seltzer. But we did try this, and I think we've told the audience we did try this with hard liquor at one point, and uh, just to, it wasn't quite the same. Didn't quite disaster. Yeah, well, it wasn't terrible. It just hit me later on in the night. It didn't hit me as much while we were recording. That was one of us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel it right away. I felt it. It was a delayed effect. It but. is. A, it is a completely different uh, drunk, per se. So anyway. It really was, but um, I'm, I'm glad. I think we found the formula. So uh, we are going to do this again this week. Three topics, 15 minutes each with a 10-minute last call. If we go over, as Nick likes to say, fuck you, it's my podcast. Hey, that's that's all I'm saying. If somebody else wants to you know, do something else, there have been a number of you that said, hey, you should do it this way or that way. Well, that's fine. Go do your own podcast. No, this is my no, podcast. Don't, no, don't do that. Listen to our podcast. We can't afford to lose listeners. All, all five of you. Oh, shut up. All, all right. five. All five of you. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, Let's... I'm, I'm, I'm not one for, for segues, so I'm just going to jump into it. Let's do it. So I was watching The Purge the other day. This never is, seen it. Never seen it. Never seen do it. You I know, know the premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah, where it's... Uh, I don't know if totalitarian state or whatever, but essentially one night a year, everybody's able to just commit all the crimes they want. They can kill people, they can steal, they can do whatever. 
And the whole point, I guess, is to try and survive if you're not the one doing the killing. Yeah, it's essentially uh, it's a way to cut down on crime. Uh, like the way the whole movie starts is the year. Okay, let me let me throw this out there. the The text at the very beginning of the movie says the year is 2022. And huh. I, I was watching this the other day, and I'm like, wait, it's 2021. I was like, oh, all right, next year I got to get ready, got to start preparing. But anyway, it says like uh, crimes at an all-time low, 1%, poverty is not like a thing, whatever. Whole idea is you get rid of all your frustrations, all these, this build-up anger and whatever. You could do whatever you want. I'm afraid I'd get the bloodlust. Okay. That, that, honestly, this is a question, and uh, we'll, we'll save this. So uh, hold on to that thought okay? because I'm, very, I'm interested in what, you, what your opinion is. But anyway, I was watching this. And uh, then I went up to the store, uh, probably to buy some Budweiser, naturally. And when I got out, it was like starting to get kind of dark because it's winter. And honestly, I felt like I was in the movie and like the purge was about to start. And honestly, I was like, get in, get out, get home, like do everything I can to, to get home as fast as I can to stay safe. And then the other thing is there were just like sirens and everything going off. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the movie. So I was like. Kind of curious. Have you ever like watched a movie and after that you felt like you were in the movie? Um, I've had dreams like that. Yeah. Like I, uh, long time ago, I watched Forrest Gump and then like that night I had a dream that Forrest Gump was my best friend and I ran around doing whatever Forrest Gump did. Yeah. Like it was really weird. I don't know why. So I dreamed I was in the movie, but <laughs> never in, in a way did I feel like I was literally in the movie like physically yeah after watching it but i have had those types of dreams before dude I, I, whenever i watch a tv show or you know a movie for, for whatever i'm doing you know i always feel like dude I'm, I'm like how would this person interact and like how would i be in this uh in this like real world like i've been watching like peaky blinders and i've annoyed the crap out of you because i watch it and i love it it's like one of my favorite shows right now all you do is yell at me Peaky Blinders. It's so good, man. I would have loved to like, like, be a part of that. It would be so much fun. Like, I've, I've seen a couple episodes, but because of the way that you treat this show and the way you recreate this show in real life towards me, yeah, I just think the show is about British people going up to people and just yelling Peaky Blinders and then, like, running away. It's it's more or less it. You, uh, you run around, you yell Peaky Blinders, you smoke cigarettes, you walk around in a trench coat, and uh, you drink Irish whiskey. Mm. So that's uh, the premise of the, the TV show. So you've gotten it. So I don't, you don't even need to watch it, to be honest. Now, I, in all seriousness, one of my favorite shows, in fact, this is my second runtime through on it, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it, but I don't know. We, we can get to that in a, in a little bit because I, I am curious. Like, I have shows that I've watched multiple times over, and I, I want to know. I'm curious what people's, like, quote unquote, most rewatchable shows are. Yeah. Because there are some shows that I have, I watched through once, and I'm like, I don't ever really want to go back and watch it. Like, I enjoyed it while I watched it, but I'm not going to rewatch it. So I'm curious what series might be considered, like, the most rewatchable. But did you have something else yeah, with okay. uh, with, so, the, with the purge thing? Yeah, let's go back to your your to your point. Oh, you okay. said you were gonna develop a you know, bloodlust, <laughs> blood which is very interesting. So my my question to you was: Would you purge? Which it sounds like that's a yes or or a definite maybe. And what would you probably purge for? 
Uh, would I purge? I mean, no. What? No, I wouldn't. I it was that was a joke, the bloodlust joke. It's like I think you're. Oh, I gotta about. taste the blood. Now I've got the bloodlust. <laughs> now I'm gonna go out and keep killing. You know. I think you're worried about this being used in a court case against you in the the future. No, I'm. I'm See, he was a psychopath. I told you. No, don't don't get me wrong. If somebody tried to purge me, they're getting they're getting some. You know, I'm not going down without a fight. But what would your what what's your uh, weapon of choice? Oh, whatever gun I can get. I mean, it's you, you feel you feel real silly, silly, you know, showing up to a gunfight with a knife. So, gotta gotta show up with the with the big guns. You know, you can't just go out there with a hatchet. Like there's some, there's literally at the beginning of the movie. Uh, a guy out in his front lawn, uh, front lawn with a like grinder with like a, uh, a machete just out there grinding it like in the middle of this neighborhood. See, it's I'm like, not scared of that guy, especially if I got a gun. Now, sword fighting. I mean, this isn't the Middle Ages. I, I do not claim to be a sword fighter. So, yeah, if I ha- if I had to knife fight somebody, eh, that's a little bit uh, different scenario. Yeah, I, I will say they do. uh Add at the beginning, it says class four weapons or is like the highest or nothing above that or something like that. I'm guessing you can't use a a, a tank. Oh, okay. Well, you know, so. Well, yeah, that's a little bit unfair. It's also probably hard to acquire. I would imagine so. Um, you know, you ever see like those videos on YouTube of the people that go to like these like, uh, I don't want to call them exotic weapons because that's not like right the right term. But you know, if I said the term exotic weapons, you know what I mean, like the the really heavy caliber, like the fully automatic weapons that like are not street legal. Oh, it's like the the places you can go to in like Vegas where they have like a mini gun that you can shoot. Yeah, like fully automatic weapons. Yeah, so they're not quote unquote exotic guns, but stuff. But it's stuff you like. Stuff you can't go to a store and buy. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You cannot own an automatic weapon without, like, some kind of license in the United States. You are not, yes. You have to have um, a certain classification of license to carry those type of weapons. Um, I do know there was one military guy that I knew who had his M4, but it was issued to him by the military. Um so I don't, again, I don't know exactly how all that works. So you get to keep it? Yeah, he just had it at his house. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So um, It's like, uh, we're missing one gun. We can't find it. <laughs> oh, I kept so it. I, again, I don't know why he had it exactly. I didn't really ask questions um, <laughs> of the man with that's, the automatic M4. Not the person to ask questions to. So. Yeah, that's, that's the one where I just kind of accept the situation. Um, but yes, uh, the the whole point about the exotic guns is that sometimes you see them and they have like Humvees with miniguns on them. And it's like, okay, but where did you get this, right? So they have some sort of license because they're, they're a business, right? You go out to Vegas, yeah. like you said, you can shoot a minigun. How do you get this license? Where did you find the minigun? Where did you find the bazooka or the tank, right? And, yeah. and so it, it's funny to me uh, not to... Again, we talked a little bit about the gun thing last week with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. But when yeah. people are like, ban guns, it's like, motherfucker, you know that man has a bazooka down there, right? Like, he was able to find that somewhere. 
and you don't think that they could go find the source of that thing again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like (laughs) it kind of reminds me of, uh, oh, what's the movie? Uh, Anchorman, where he's like, where did you get a grenade? (laughs) (laughs) You can. There's some. What's his name? Brick. Yeah. Brick. Brick, Where did you get a grenade? And then he has a trident. Like, where do you get a trident? Brick killed a guy. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably lay low for a while. (laughs) So it. I'm curious, uh, you know, obviously it's a fictional movie or, or whatnot, but I'm curious what, like, the high class of weapons were. But, yes, if I was in the purge, I would not purge. I would hunker down in whatever, you know, shelter I had. Yeah. But some dudes breaking in, they're they're catching they're catching some bullets, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm not playing around. But, no, I'm not probably, I'm not actively going out there to... Kill, steal, loot, whatever. See, that's and, and that's kind of the same idea that I'm thinking. I'm like, I have nothing that I'm that mad about that I would go out and just like, because you're, you're, that's a big risk as well. If you're going out and purging, somebody else is going to pick you off. Like, they don't care. They're just going out. They're to, out purging too. Yeah. To, to relieve themselves. It might not be for one person specifically. They might just see somebody out on the street and be like, nah, that guy's gone. And so now you're done and you didn't even get to do what you wanted to do. So it's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit at home, watch something. They they literally have video streams. Like you can watch the purge happen while you're in the purge, which is interesting. So, oh, like that's actually in the movie. Yeah, I think, well, people can sit there and watch at home uh, if they have like cameras outside their house. But Uh I need to, I'm like halfway through the movie. I don't remember it, but. Uh, but I, I swear I thought they like did like news coverage or something like that. So do they, the, that movie is a series, right? Like there are multiple of the purge. Yes. And to make it even more confusing when I was talking about the first purge earlier, I wasn't talking about the first purge as in the movie, the first purge, which came out in 2018. I was talking about the first one in the series that came out in 2013. Oh, I forgot yeah. they did that. They almost did like the, they tried to do the Star Wars thing. In a way. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. we're going to give you like today, but then we're going to do a prequel. I mean, to be fair, that you have to tell how it all started, right? Like, well, I mean, you could have done that in chronological order, in my opinion. It's not as interesting. Yeah, I don't it just know. gives you an excuse to do more more movies. You know, Every, so. Yeah, everything's a money grab. Yeah. But I, I would agree. There are times, um, and, and I'm the. I'm the guy that tries to poke holes in every single movie. Wow, you're the movie ruiner. I I don't ruin movies. I don't ruin movies during the movie. Um, I ruin movies after the movie. So, like, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch, and I'm not going to say anything. But afterwards, that's when I'll ruin the movie. <laughs> that's when I'll start poking all the holes and doing all that stuff. At least you're not a person that's, like, going to sit there and interrupt, you know, throughout no. Throughout the movie. No, I don't. then you're just like the worst kind of person. Yeah, like I I don't like uh, interrupting the movies. I don't like doing any of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't like when people interrupt my movie. So I'm not going to ruin it for other people while they're watching. But afterwards, I'm going to say that was dumb. That was dumb. That was dumb. Here's here's the, the flip of that coin, though, is that I also like movies that suspend reality so much where I just enjoy the ride. Right, like the this movie is so stupid that it's it's fantastic. So, for example, John Wick is one of my favorite movies that has such a dumb plot that it's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
right? It the, it's literally so stupid that I love it. I I'm gonna be honest. I've never seen it, and that that's probably huge right there because I know people love it. Well, we might have to watch John Wick right it's after a, this. It's a Keanu Reeves movie, right? Correct. Yeah. So, and I know people are all over Keanu Reeves. That kind of threw Keanu Reeves like back into the spotlight. Yeah. But it all started with speed. You remember that movie with like the bus? You have to maintain like forty-five miles per hour where the bus blows up. No. Oh, you don't remember? See, now we got to start at square one. No, we have to go back and watch that. I never saw that one. Um, but John Wick. The the plot of it, if you haven't seen it, do you care if I ruin this, or should I just let people watch yeah, it? No, you don't don't ruin it for me. Okay, fine, I won't I ruin it for you. But it. but that's a movie, in my opinion, that suspends reality enough that makes it enjoyable. I'm not poking holes in that plot because it's stupid. I know it's stupid. It's the movies that try to be over high, like hyper realistic, that I start to pull holes in. It's like that was dumb. He should have made that decision. Like. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you suspend the reality, I'm good. I'll, I'll enjoy the ride. If you try to keep it too realistic, I'm going to start poking holes yeah. in the plot line. You know what I hate ruining? People ruining my podcast because they delivered my iPhone. I, I'm not even kidding. Is it delivered? It's delivered. Six, 646. And uh, it is 6.49, so three minutes ago, the FedEx man walked up to my door and didn't even come in and say hi. He didn't. All right. So, I should have put a note on the door. So, like, are we ordering this pizza then and getting that guy, or... I, I think we need to call in the backup. Uh, see, but that, that seems a little sketch to me, too. We we call the pizza guy, we're like, hey, pizza guy, come on in. Like, uh... <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, you're, if you okay. give him a good tip, put put your give put, him a good tip. I don't like that. But, <laughs> okay, not the way put, I was putting it. But put yourself in this pizza guy's shoes. Hey, two guys want me to come inside. I mean, I think we look pretty official, though. Do we not? I think we do, but yeah. it could be a, an elaborate ruse. I mean, this is a pretty official studio. Yeah, your living room with a fire on the TV place. It's a studio. TV. It's a studio. It is. It is a studio. All right, we done. We done with the purge. Yeah, that, we're done that, with the purge. You, you got. Right. You got I'm, out with what you want. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit here and and hope that nobody comes up and steals my iPhone while we're recording the rest of this podcast. Otherwise, I will have a reason or reason to purge. So, okay. Next one I want to talk about. Once again, rolling right into it. I don't care. It's my podcast. If they don't like it. Go somewhere else. Just kidding. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so I'm a big big racing fan, big car fan. I love it all. If anybody knows me, they know it's like almost to an annoying state. I apologize for that. But so recently there's like it's kind of like F1's silly season. Every every sports team whatever has a silly season where people are getting traded around and all these kind of interesting moves are happening. Well, Formula 1's like this really really different uh, like sport where there's literally only 20 spots, right? There's 10 teams, two spots per team, and so there's 20 spots total. So it's like very, very difficult to get into. And if you're a good driver, you're probably going to get a spot, and you've been there for years and years, you're probably going to have a spot until you want to retire. Well, it's always hard getting in and like working your way up in the series. And so there was recently like a new development or uh, uh, the last spot got taken. And it was taken by uh, Guan, Guan Yu Zhou. 
and I, I probably butchered that name, and I apologize. But it, it was kind of interesting because he took the spot of a veteran driver that had been there for three years now, and he's coming up from Formula 2, which is the lower series below Formula 2. He also, the other person that was in consideration for it was the person that's currently leading the Formula 2 class by a significant margin. So if you're thinking, like, from a competitive standpoint, that guy is the obvious answer, like the one that's leading the series, Formula 2. He's the obvious person that deserves to move up in ranks. But he got chosen uh, or outbidded by this other guy that's number two. And it all basically comes down to this guy has more money and um, the other thing is he is the first Chinese driver that gets a full, f- uh, the first full-time seat as a Chinese driver in Formula One. So there's also a big marketing-like perspective or, or oh. part of it as well because they want to do another race in China. So he's already got a billion fans. So it's like, do you think like like the money, I this is a very... I think everybody's on the side of this that money ruins sports, right? Especially, this. but this sport especially, I think, is ruined by money. Whereas, like somebody playing basketball or football, like you can come up from nothing and it doesn't matter. It depends on what you mean by does money ruin the sport. So, if you want to look at it from the perspective that money ruins the sport, as in it makes it less competitive. So the Yankees, they buy all the the best. Talent. Now, they haven't been good in a while, right? right. But that's why yeah. everybody hates the Yankees because they can afford to pay everybody whatever they want. The Lakers, they kind of are doing that right now where they just got a bunch of talent, superstars, whatever, because they all want to play with LeBron James and they're trying to create a super team. Does money ruin the sport in that way? I think so. But a lot of the times, those teams aren't always successful. Yeah. Like I said, the Yankees, they've had a lot of struggles recently. They haven't won a World Series in a long time. And so they're not really dominating the sport. If you're talking about uh, money ruining the sport in this scenario where it's like, oh, he's extremely wealthy. So he just gets to be a part of the sport because he's got money. So that's 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 dumps. But but it's not like he's so good. Right. It's not like he's created a super team like in these other sports that he's not. You're not buying the driver like you are buying the player. Yeah. In like baseball, and you're not buying the best pitcher out there. You're getting this guy because he brings money to you. Right. It's just like it's a it's a reverse. But but so butts in seats equals profit. I mean that's Correct. that's essentially the mathematical formula, right? Like that's part of the reason why teams draft certain players. Like um Zion Williamson. They were talking about that. Zion might not have been the best skilled. He was an absolute phenomenal player, right? He's an absolute monster on the court. But is he the most technically sound basketball player? Eh, I I don't know. That could probably be argued, right? But he's an absolute showman out there when he dunks on a dude or he just manhandles somebody, you know? So people will pay to go see that superstar, because at the end of the day, sports is business. Yeah, that's true. So, so sport, sports is business. So I get it. But if if this guy is not competitive, it doesn't matter, right? He bought this seat. And if he's not competitive, if he's not constantly, like, at least top five, top three, whatever is considered good in Formula One, doesn't, right. it really, doesn't matter. Right. If he's finishing last place, 
how many people are actually going to root for him? You know, it's I like, mean, you still you're going to have the entire Chinese uh, country of China. They'll root for him, they'll but root for him. No but but what. are they going to root for him as much as if he was winning? Uh, probably not. Because probably at, not. At the end of the day, people want a winner. Yeah. They don't want to cheer for the loser. Like Which nobody's is, cheering yeah. for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you know, nobody's cheering. The, nobody was cheering for the Cleveland Browns. All your Michigan fans are. Our Michigan fans, all your Michigan friends are very upset at you right now. Well, I mean, they know it's a fact. Yeah. I mean, give them all the credit in the world. They've stayed loyal, but nobody's cheering for the loser. So if he bought this seat and he doesn't win, it doesn't matter. Right, right. It, so can money ruin sports? Absolutely, it can. But money doesn't always solve problems. Yeah, Especially in sports or business, whatever. You can throw money at a problem all day, but if you're not giving the right solution to make your team, the business, a winner, it doesn't matter. So it, it all depends on how you look at it. I do think it's kind of bullshit in Formula One that you can just buy a seat. Uh, there's a one driver whose dad literally bought the team. Yeah. Uh, that would be Lance Stroll. His dad is a billionaire who bought the what is now Aston Martin Racing. His dad literally owns the team, so it's like, yeah, he's going to have a guaranteed seat for the next, like, X years, you know. And then the funny thing is, when they're doing this whole silly season thing, they post, like, here's all the, the spots that are still available. And then, like, in Aston Martin Racing, there was, like, they had one of the drivers confirmed, which was, like, Sebastian Vettel, who was a four-time champion. They're, they're going to keep him on the team. But then the second spot was, like, who could it be? And it's, like, it's gonna be his son like that's not a question go ahead and fill that one in but is he is he good or he's is okay uh, i mean i don't think he's stellar he's but, not but, doing anything but he's meaningful. not getting but he it's not like he's finishing last every race right no he's i mean middle of the pack but so i mean he's an average driver so it's not like he it's not like he clearly doesn't belong there yeah but are there better drivers that could have had that seat? Probably. I, I guess it's it's always the, the frustrating thing is like it's the what if, right? You, you see a guy like, well, you see a guy that comes in and does something in a seat that is with a car that is not very good. For all those that don't watch Formula One, there's cars that are spectacularly good, like that dominate, aka Mercedes has won the past like seven years in Formula One. And there are teams that haven't won ever. And it's like it's a it's a haves and the have nots, whatever. So you've seen we've seen drivers come in that are way more talented and with cars that are absolute crap do a lot more. So I don't know. I guess it's it's the frustrating part of the what if. What if you did have that put that really, really talented driver that didn't have any money and you put him in an awesome seat. But that argument just is, think what could happen. Right. But that argument is the same thing. It doesn't make money. Well, that the, what I'm trying to say is that that argument can be said and is the exact same thing in team sports. What if Trevor Lawrence didn't play for the Jacksonville Jaguars? What if, you know, X player would have played for this team? Like, what if Tom Brady wouldn't have played for the Patriots? What if he played for the Cleveland Browns? Tom Brady plays for the Tom Brady's. Right. Well, now he does. But like what if his career would have taken a completely different path, most likely, had he not played in New England. That's true. So, you know, it's like, what if that really talented driver had the best team? Well, yeah, he'd be extraordinary. 
but that's not how it works. So I think part of it is luck, right? You have to take advantage of your situation. So, you know, um, it's unfortunate, but that's the way of the world. And the, the great athletes you would like to think would rise to the occasion and make something of it. The guys who are, and, and that's always been the argument about Tom Brady, right? And, and when he split from Belichick, Tom Brady's still doing pretty good. So it's kind of looking like Tom Brady was good, right? From, yeah, it's not like a, it wasn't yeah, a system a thing. really good team with you. Right. That made you look better than you actually are. But he got really good and developed under that system. What if, again, what if he went to the Detroit Lions? Is Tom Brady a Hall of Famer as a Detroit Lion? Is he winning seven Super Bowls for the Detroit Lions? Probably not. So there is something to be said about, like, making the most of your situation. So, okay. So I just had a really interesting thought. So esports are a big developing thing, right? In the past, you know, five to ten years. Correct. Do you think they have the same thing? What, like buying seats and yeah, money? Well, uh, I guess, like, if you take all of these talented players, like, the, because there's no physical aspect to it. There's no, you know, it's it's all kind of skill-based with your, your hands and whatnot, depending yeah. on what the, the game is, right? Let's talk, uh, like, League of Legends or something like that, you know? Well, I think, I mean, you would I would assume an esports team would try to build around needs as well yeah i mean i again i don't know league of legends much but i mean different characters well, do different I things mean, there any, are different roles yeah. all that kind of stuff any, any esports you know there, there, there's so many out there but do you think it's like the same thing where it's kind of like the new york yankees oh yeah if we just buy the best player in every position and then it doesn't work do you think it's like kind of the same thing yeah uh the other thing you always have to balance with sports is egos too that's true Right. So I don't know how big of egos esports players have. Right. They might have huge egos, but it's like, hey, I can make more money playing by myself and being the star of the team rather than playing with this team. Yeah, we win tournaments or, you know, and I get paid a little bit, but I don't know. There's there's the ego. There's the finance. There's so many different things to consider when it comes to sports and when it comes to putting together a team. And that's why, like, general managers for various sports teams have such a tough job. Because they have to find those players and they have to make sure that they mesh. They have to balance the salary caps. If it's a salary capped league, they have to you know balance the contracts and make sure that. So building those championship teams, I feel like from no matter whatever sport, is extremely difficult. And there's so many different things because then you get egos involved and you got the coach. Can the coach handle the, the players? And it, it's really kind of fascinating, all of the different pieces, but... You don't really think about it too much. You just see the product on the field. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't then, see any of the background, like the deals that happen and why they didn't like. Yeah. Why something didn't pan out. Yeah. Right. So, for example, you would have thought that Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Browns was going to be like, oh, the Browns have Jarvis Landry, good wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., good wide receiver, two great, like, great running backs in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, decent quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Their offense is going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And yet Odell Beckham Jr. like just like on his way out. Yeah, and he he's now with the Los Angeles Rams. Which is which is now becoming like the LA Lakers. Yeah, they're yeah, essentially. Like they're just they they bought they got Von they got Von Miller. Yep. They brought in Matt Stafford. They have Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, they've got a lot of talent, but they just keep bringing in these guys, right? So 
money can buy you a on paper a great team doesn't always make you a winner. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Formula One could be a little bit different, right? Because it's a machine. It's a it's an individual sport versus a team sport. It is, but it isn't. You know. Well, well, I, I mean, mean you, you have your your pit crew and stuff like that, right? But yeah, there's a lot of strategy that goes. I, I think that's why I like it more than anything. Is because. Yeah, you see the cars going around the track, and everybody thinks of, like, NASCAR. Oh, you're making a left turn. Like, all you're doing is turning off laps. These people aren't real athletes. All they do is sit in the car, blah, blah, blah. There's a ton of strategy into it, and there's a lot of, like, engineering. Well, obviously engineering to make a car go that fast, around corners that fast. But the amount of strategy, if you actually go in and dig in, is insane. It's crazy. I never understood racing like the strategy of racing until i actually did like one of those high speed go-kart tracks oh yeah not not yeah. like the little one the, like at the family fun center yeah, not, or whatever not where you're going to play putt putt yeah, yeah not one of those like one of the actual legitimate uh race tracks uh for go-karts i never understood how big of a difference your driving line and the lines that you take around the track make oh, so huge. so formula one i could see that being so much more of a strategic and like the best driver should typically come out on top right nascar i still ha- i don't see it. i still don't see it as much right it's just because it's just an oval i mean i know you can take a line but the line difference between formula one like if you take a bad line in formula one the time difference between that and the time difference between a bad line in nascar i don't think nascar is as significant of a time difference. I would agree. So I would say if you look at like the spread on qualifying between the top 10 cars, there's going to be a really small spread on the NASCAR. There's going to be a lot bigger spread on the uh, uh, Formula One. I would agree. I would 100% agree with that. And so that's why, I mean, again, I don't really watch either, but I think that Formula One takes a hell of a lot more talent and a hell of a lot more skill than being a NASCAR driver. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, there's going to be arguments regardless, you know, whatever. So that's that's a the complete another debate. So yeah. whatever. But yeah, I mean, money and sports. I mean, it's always going to be there because it is a business. It just, it just sucks because it's you know, like you said, it's it's the what if, but you know, we can always think what if on every single person, every single every single scenario that could happen. But that's what makes it fun, right? That's that's what make it makes it enjoyable, and makes you think about other scenarios that could have happened. And I don't know. I mean, money, it's just interesting. Money. Sports are there for entertainment and to you know keep us uh, excited about life and looking at new things. So money know. talks, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you ready for my uh, my one topic? You want you're really pulling in the weight here. My one topic. Oh. We'll see how this goes. I don't know if I have 15 minutes worth of this topic. That's fine. We can stretch it out. Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to we're going to really we can, we can, stretch uh, this one out. You know, if uh if you run out of time, we can do a cool unboxing <clears throat> on my new iPhone 13 Pro Max. That's going to be real great on a podcast. That I hey, uh the screen's turning on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see the I'm, Apple logo. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it looks like every other iPhone that I've ever had. So Yeah, no, real you really got to paint a picture with that one. All jokes aside, I'm very excited about it because right now half of my screen does not work on my current iPhone. So right. wow. the frustrations right now are, are very high. So I can't wait to end this podcast and get my new, my 
phone that right. will also break in two years. Well, I'll try to make this 15 minutes go by quick then. So uh, I came home from work and I had some leftovers in the fridge. And <laughs> this is starting out riveting. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, what, what were you wearing that day? <laughs> oh, I was wearing my work clothes. Uh, I was had a button down shirt and some slacks on and hot. I walk, awesome. walk into the kitchen. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat those leftovers. So, <laughs> And then I went home and I took a nap. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I go into the fridge and I pull out the leftovers. And the leftovers are uh, chicken wings. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> let me get through my story. There's a point to this. I promise you that. Oh, my God. So I took the chicken wings out, I put them on a plate, and I just ate them cold. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going, but yeah. Anyway. What leftovers are you willing to eat cold that were previously heated? So those chicken wings, when I got them, came out warm. But I am perfectly fine eating those chicken wings cold as leftovers. So I had this the same thought the other day because I also had those same chicken wings <laughs> crazy uh, as leftovers. But I had a different debate on it because the leftovers were in a styrofoam container and I did not want to obviously throw those in the microwave to heat them up because you don't be put bad. styrofoam in the microwave. That's a For bad, all you people out there, yeah, don't don't do that. Stop doing that. Stop. Get some help. But then I was also like, yeah, I really don't want to, you know, get a plate out and then have to wash it because that 10 minutes that I will lose in my life is very, very uh, valuable to me. So takes you, hold on time out. That's that's something we need to discuss. It takes you 10 <laughs> minutes to wash a single plate. I, OK, <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking collectively amongst like, oh, all, like of the all the plates. The like, yeah, okay. you would have, okay. And by that, I meant. I accidentally mixed up uh, minutes and seconds, but yeah, 10 seconds or so to like wash a plate. So anyway, as far as foods that I would eat, I would eat pizza cold Yep. because uh, I don't know. I don't, it, I don't okay. warm up pizza ever. I don't like the only time I warm up pizza is like if that crust is hard, dude, because that crust gets hard over time. Like even if you've left it in there one night. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Warming it up kind of like softens up, which is nice. Uh, I'll do chicken, like I said. I'll do that. Anything else? Probably not. I would do. I just thought of this one. I would do like ribs. Ooh, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I would do ribs. I like that cold, cold meat bone. I would do ribs. I don't know. It, it like I would. I, dude, that see, this is kind of a good question because I feel like there are things that people are willing to eat cold, and and I feel like it's there's more people out there that would eat like cold leftovers than than what you'd think. So, I think I would do something like ribs. Um, I'm trying to think: pizza, chicken wings, ribs. I bet you warm up your salad, your leftover salad. <laughs> yep, Fucking but nerd, gotta warm up that salad. Nerd. Um. Honestly, I might. Much uh, I think everything else I is kind of gross. I think I would have to heat up fish. I think I would have to like reheat fish. If you're, uh, I just throw that away. Period. Oh, you don't do leftover fish. I did. 
the amount of times I eat fish in a year is like six or seven times. And I mean, that fish is like cod or I'm, salmon. I'm on I'm a, not a fish guy. I'm on a big sushi kick. Okay. Big sushi kick. I don't know why. Are you I'll, saying you warm up your sushi? No. No. That's the that's the point of sushi. It's not warm. Okay. Well, you were just talking about fish. No. And, you know, but I'm you watching s- you fucking throw sushi in the microwave like a madman. The point of that was that I've been eating a lot of fish, so I would know whether or not I heated up. No, I would not heat up my sushi. I also, um, I've, I feel like I don't have a strong... Uh, I don't know, a lot of weight, in my opinion, because you guys gave me so much crap for throwing Microwaving your fucking hot dog, you absolute you, monster. I was I was in a pinch. I was, I've was. i never been in such a pinch that I threw my hot dog in the microwave. I had, I had stuff oh, to do. Oh, here's one. I was told this uh, a couple days ago that the best way to make scrambled eggs is in the microwave. It's disgusting. In the I microwave. Don't, I don't believe that at all. I was told you throw it in there for like 30 seconds, you heat it up, you scramble it, you throw it in for like another 45, you add some salt and pepper to it, and then you throw it in there for another 45, and it's perfect scrambled eggs. I want to watch you, I want to watch you do this. Like I'm tempted. Let's see it. No, 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 no. There's no tempted. We're either doing this or we're not. I mean, we could, I mean, I'd have to go get the exact timing. I think that's what I was told. I don't know. I was. Well, we can develop the, the, the perfect recipe. So I was told microwaved eggs, like scrambled eggs, are actually okay. really good. I don't I, less mess too. I don't know why, but I think. Uh, do you put egg or uh, egg in your milk? Do you put milk in your egg? Uh, if I have it, I will. So I think it makes fluffier, right? Well, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, what I'm yeah, supposed told to. It's yeah, supposed to do right. I don't know why the thought of putting milk in the microwave, even though I've done it, is weird. I don't think that's weird. I don't know. Just the thought of warm milk. I know that's what they tell you to, you know, drink to make you go to sleep. Yeah. I prefer delicious Budweiser to help me go to sleep, but. Is is warm milk like a myth? Is it it one of those myths where it's like, hey, drink this and you'll go to sleep? Is, Is that like a myth from childhood? I think it's spurs from a long, long time ago when some parent was like, fuck the, the, uh. Our freezer or our refrigerator's broken. So, uh, hey, here's some warm milk. It'll help you go to sleep. Just drink it. That could be. I think that's got that's got to be it. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I've seen parents like if they're using like a bottle or something for like infants, yeah. like actually test the temperature of the liquid to make yeah. sure, right? So is well, that? I mean, think think about this. So, anytime, let's say you got a glass of milk and you. We're drinking it at night, like a cold glass of milk, right? And you drank half of it. You fell asleep. You woke up the next morning. You got some lukewarm milk next to your bed. Are you going to drink it? Well, no, but that's a little bit different than okay. like heating it up like in an instant versus letting it sit overnight and I'm curdle. Just, I'm just, okay. Yeah, that's true, but it's just. However, different. I would say I would never drink warm, like plain milk. If I'm heating up milk, it is for like hot chocolate. I'm putting something in there. I'm not just letting it like be warm and just drinking plain warm milk. You're not one of those people that makes hot chocolate with water, are you? Uh, oh god, that's a long no, delay. No, 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 no. That was a long pause. I don't don't like that. No, the only time I do is if like you get one of those Keurig pods, like the K cups that are like cho- hot chocolate. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, because I, I don't put milk in my Keurig. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. So I'll do that with water. But no, if I was like making good hot chocolate, no, that's that's definitely with with milk. That's not with water. Mm. Good. At all. Good. I was gonna your your stuff is gonna be on the front lawn otherwise. Yeah, well if you throw milk speak in Speak for in yourself, the Keurig, microwave hot dog. Okay. That's that's not I don't know. I mean I'm sketched out my by microwaves anymore. Oh God! Oh, oh! We're having an existential moment here. Oh no! Ex- I'm sorry. Did I use that word right? Well, no. I had other notes on existential. This th- I existential crisis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had other notes on here, and um, I went to go look at my taskbar that has like the tabs open, yep. and everything was gone. Oh. I was like, that was our last call that I didn't save. That was. <laughs> it me- was. I was about to be very upset, but no, we're here. Okay, so let me guess. The dog hit your your podcast topics the the tab bar scrolled weirdly if that makes sense anyways okay so my next um point going in from the foods right the cold foods and stuff like that one thing i do love after thanksgiving because thanksgiving's coming up here right is cold turkey sandwiches oh my god you don't do the you don't do the cold turkey sandwiches i I, I just don't like meat when it's like cold because it's so tough it's like I want to think. Think of all the times when they talk about like ribs or something like that, or steak. Steaks, you know. St- if you eat steak and if you uh, warm up steak, uh, uh, you're a madman. Hold hold up, hold up, hold up. So I'm crazy for eating ribs cold, but if I warm up a steak, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying, I think you're still crazy for warming up ribs, or sorry, e- eating. I, wait, did I say warm up steak? Yes, you said. No, okay. If you, so, no, if you I meant reheating. I mean reheating it. Like if you, if like you, the next day, if I have leftover steak and I reheat it, that's yes, like not need, okay. You, you no, know, you need to eat it like when it f- was first cooked. Otherwise, it's going to be very tough. No, I agree it's with hard. you. Okay, like, that's technically, that, that, that's but I'm also not wasting this steak. I'm gonna eat it. So I, I would eat the steak. I will eat cold steak. I would eat cold steak. I sound so bougie right now where I'm like, oh, I only eat something once. <laughs> I don't have leftovers. But uh, like you get what I'm saying that you should enjoy it when it's in its like in its prime, right? I think but, so. But, but th- when but you that's eat why... meat like that when it's like cold, it's so tough and but like the... it doesn't rip apart like that. That's how they advertise stuff. It's like fall but, off the bone. But like, see, here's the thing. I get made no fun of all the mouth. time for eating too much or eating too quickly. And it's like, I want it fresh, right? I don't want leftovers but i'll take them have leftovers why, why this, did i why is this a conversation why is this why were there well that was strategic planning here <laughs> it's because i knew i was going to need a meal the next day that i wasn't going to cook and so i was going to use that as that meal so sometimes it's strategic planning but going back to thanksgiving i do like the after dinner turkey sandwiches um by the way did you know that there are people who actually don't eat turkey on thanksgiving what do they go for ham i would think so I think ham, uh, some people could go the more traditional because, you know, like the the first Thanksgiving, it was like venison. It was like deer and like seafood and stuff like that stuff like that was actually available and around them. When you saying turkeys just evolved over the past. No, turkey became 400 years, 500 years. Turkey on Thanksgiving is kind of like presence on Christmas. It's like a commercialized gimmick, by the way. I saw this. I haven't confirmed this is true, but that Santa Claus's suit was originally blue, but Coca-Cola 
essentially paid for Santa's suit to be red as a marketing ploy. It's money pays, man. Money is what money, we were talking about. Money talks. Money talks. So again, somebody money can pays. somebody can fact check me on that, but I saw that at one point, and I never did the fact check, so I'm just throwing that out there into the atmosphere. Um, but there are some people that actually don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving, which I think is kind of weird. Here's another debate, though, around Thanksgiving. What time do you eat your big meal on Thanksgiving? Ooh, this is tough. Okay, we've kind of, we were, dude, I think we're like a, a 2.30, 3 o'clock. Okay, so mid-afternoon-ish? Yeah, I, I, like it's, it's definitely a weird time where it's in between a lunch and a dinner. Okay. Okay, so I... I think that sets the mood right because then your seconds, aka like 7, 8 o'clock, maybe sooner. Exactly. I don't know, if you're adventurous. See, I agree. I agree, but I don't think there are people that that are 100% on board with that. My family will do what, uh, what I would consider appetizers, where we put out some like crackers and cheese, like a charcuterie board almost, and you'll snack a little bit. Just something for like, for lunch, right? Because you wake up... And you have some like snacks as lunch because then we have a mid-afternoon dinner. So something to just kind of tide you over until you get to that 2.30, 3 o'clock dinner. Yeah. Then you go, you watch football, you fall asleep, you take a nap, you wake up, 6.30, 7, 8 o'clock, like oh, normal dinner time. Then you have your leftovers. See, I think it all spurs behind uh, somebody's like, oh, yeah, be here at like noon and we can eat at noon. And then it became like... Oh, that that one family member that took forever and waited till the last minute and had to cook their stuff before they came over. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll be there at like two. And so, oh, I guess we're moving this back to two o'clock. Does does anybody actually eat their big Thanksgiving dinner like at dinner time? Like it's at between six and eight o'clock. Does anybody actually eat their Thanksgiving dinner that late in the afternoon? I'd be very surprised if people eat it past four or thirty. I see. That's the thing. I feel like you have to eat it earlier in the day, but I, I feel like there are people out there that are eat, like weird and are eating their actual Thanksgiving dinner at like dinner time, which I don't understand at all. Thanksgiving dinner is a two part meal. Yes, so that's my opinion. Yes, hundred percent. What I'm sticking into. Hundred percent. I agree. And that's going to take us right into that time of the night, Warner. It is last call. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. Uh, that's right, isn't <clears throat> Oh, God. Gentlemen. Together. You're on your second meal right now. Oh, boy. Um, okay, let me try that again. <clears throat> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is The Last Call on The Last Call Podcast, where every week Nick and I do a little something different. I apologize for me choking. Uh, that was because Nick and I are running behind on beers and both decided to try to chug our, our beer during that little You think uh, we ditty. would learn by now, you know? You would think, but I we... Had, I had Taco Bell before this and I literally sat down, and I've done this multiple times. I've eaten dinner. I come in. I sat down. I'm like, all right, let's record the podcast. And I'm like, nope, shouldn't have eaten because now my belly's full. Yes, and uh, I don't think we said what we were drinking, but yes, those Budweisers eventually do start to get heavy. We messed up. We gotta, we gotta go back and redo this whole thing. Let's rewind the podcast. No, so um, this week it, it's not. See, I always say that we do a little something different, and I'm looking for. Uh, I am looking for suggestions for more last call segments. Um, 
This week, and, and the reason the Thanksgiving conversation led us into last call is because we're going to do some Thanksgiving trivia. Uh, I, can I back up one second? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> to anybody that suggests a reasonable, a reasonable, like decently good last call like segment that you want us to do, I'll Venmo you a dollar. Oh, so now we're paying the audience. I that, that that's fair, right? We've had people pay us uh very very kindly for either beer or just support whatever. Yeah, we have. We have actually gotten some donations. You know, this so. is my Thanksgiving, my thanks to you if you have a good last call idea uh, segment whatever. As long as it's good. Don't don't say uh oh, you know, uh Nick cries for 15 minutes straight or 10 minutes straight or something stupid like that. We kicked Nick in the nuts. Yeah. I would definitely, I will request a dollar from you, at least if not more. Uh, but if you do that, I'll Venmo you a dollar from my personal bank account. All righty. I like it. You'll have to claim that on your 1099. So, And you can send those ideas to us at our email, which is the T-H-E-E, two E's, the last call podcast at gmail.com or... I actually did post something to our Instagram. We're Instagram worthy, you know. T H E E last call podcast on Instagram as well. Have not gotten kicked off the platform yet. Yet. That is coming. All right. So, Nick, are you ready to play some Thanksgiving trivia? Let's do it. All righty. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Jesus. I don't think you cleared your throat yet. You ready? Yes, I All am right. ready. On what day? Is Thanksgiving celebrated? It is the... It's always on a Thursday. It is on a Thursday. Okay. But it's a specific Thursday. It is the third Thursday of every November. Wrong. It's the fourth, isn't it? It's the fourth. Dang it. However, it was not always the fourth Thursday. Okay. I want an asterisk. Asterisk. This was another... What was it? The fifth? And I was definitely wrong. No, there is no uh, the fifth Thursday. Yeah, you never know. Uh, maybe there could be a fifth you know Thursday. My, I don't know. I don't my know. weeks are fourteen days long, and then my uh, Novembers are six weeks long. Oh, well, so. you got a real messed up schedule. It's fun. Um, okay, so Thanksgiving did used to be on the third Thursday of November, and that actually happened in the 1930s when President Roosevelt received a uh, letter from the National Retail. Dry Goods Association, the NRDGA, as they call it. And uh, it's because they wanted to extend the Christmas shopping season. Oh, oh, corporate money talks. Here we go. Money talks. So they they petitioned the president, President Roosevelt, to make it the third Thursday in 1939. Uh, After two years of confusion and complaint, uh, Roosevelt reversed it and put it back on the fourth Thursday. And thus, the first Black Friday existed. Yes. Yeah. Who who was the original president who made it the fourth Thursday? So it okay. was, so, so it started, it, it yeah. started as the fourth Thursday by this president. And then I gave you the, when it was the third Thursday. So who was the original president who made it the fourth Thursday? Okay. The, okay. Roosevelt was president from... At least, Great Depression was, what, 1929 or something like that up until... Well, so I just told you that he was president in 1939, so... Yeah. Well, that I was establishing a window. So you move forward, I believe, the Great Depression was like 19... 
29 or something like that around there. 1928, 29. 1920s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know who's before. So, well, there are uh, quite a few presidents before. Oh, uh, is it really that far back? It is. Uh, it was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, jeez. Abraham Lincoln was the uh, president who made Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of November. I was just trying to establish when I knew presidents were presidents. There was a president, though, Nick, who refused to declare Thanksgiving a national holiday. Was it somebody that was an activist against uh, killing of turkeys? It was not. Um, I, 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 these are so hard. The, it'll, why, did it'll, you make, why did you make this so difficult on me? I, 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 I wanted very to, easy on you last week. Yeah, I know. I wanted to educate our audience. So there was a president who refused to declare Thanksgiving a national holiday. And that president was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> See, God. I said it right. Ding, you're so good. <laughs> so uh, Thomas Jefferson originally had declared Thanksgiving a holiday. Or, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Presidents originally, presidents as a whole, originally had to declare Thanksgiving a holiday each year up until Lincoln made it a national holiday. Oh, okay. But Jefferson refused to recognize this event because he believed in the separation of church and state. Since Thanksgiving involved prayer and reflection, oh, he wow. thought designated a na- designating it as a national holiday would violate the First Amendment. Interesting. All right. Yeah, so Thomas Jefferson did not want to declare Thanksgiving a national holiday. That is something new that I learned. Thank you. All right, here's an easier one for you. Oh, God. When was the first turkey trot? And I'm going to give you a window of... 100 years. I was going to say 25 years. Oh, Jesus. When was the first twenty or turkey trot within 25 years? Within 25 years? I don't know. Is this like one of those turkey trot, a.k.a. like one of those 5Ks that you run with your family? It was the first organized trot that happened on Thanksgiving. Oh, God. Uh, when did running become popular? The ancient Romans? Ancient Romans, a- 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 running the running the marathon. <laughs> the Greeks? The original <laughs> Nike, right? Yeah, they had Thanksgiving back then. Oh, man. You said these get easier. I gave you a 25-year window. I'm having... I don't know. Uh, 1955. Not even close. Gosh. 1896. <laughs> what? <laughs> the first official turkey, turkey trot, trot was held in 1896. The race was hosted by the local YMCA. Didn't know the YMCA was that old either. Uh, the race was hosted by the local YMCA in Buffalo, New York, and included six runners. Only four of them made it to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other two? One of them said that their breakfast uh, didn't remain in its proper place. <laughs> and then the other one just quit after two miles and went home. <laughs> this is stupid. What? Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> in reality, he had too many Budweiser's before that day. So, you know. <laughs> so okay. I have a question for you. Do okay. you celebrate Blackout Wednesday? Uh, I've done that one time, and it's it was so with fun. you. It was, so I, I've done that only one time. I don't. 
so typically no. Okay. I, I wish I had more of an opportunity to do so. I'm not going to this year. Um, maybe one year I will, but so for, for the listeners that don't know, I hope you know do know. Blackout Wednesday is typically whenever uh, everybody come comes home for Thanksgiving, or at least typically it's kind of like it's a homecoming. Yeah, it's a homecoming, and so you ask your local bars because uh, you got Thursday off, Friday off, Saturday off, Sunday off, all that four day. It's a four day long four day weekend, so you started off strong by going out to the bars and blacking out. On Wednesday, you wake up and you get some turkey. It's pretty fun, and then and you then you fall asleep again, <laughs> and then you go to a turkey trot on Thursday morning, and it's an absolute nightmare. Um, so the turkey trot has obviously gotten way more popular since the original six in nineteen <laughs> or in eighteen ninety six. Um, in two thousand eighteen, more than one million people were slated to run a turkey trot race around the country. So one million people. Um, by the way, these people are the true psychopaths. Whoever wakes up on Thursday, Thanksgiving, and says, I'm going to go run a 5K, you are what's wrong with society. I've done it multiple times. You're, well, do you want me to do it this year? You go for it. <laughs> you go for it and let me know how that, that turns out for you. Do I have to run it or can I walk it? If no. I just like sign up and I get my bib and I walk it? Walking it is a casual thing. I'm better the than people that, that actually go out there and try to like win first place at the turkey trot, like you're way too too extra for Ambitious. me. Ambitious. Yes. Yeah. All right. Within, uh, I'll do 25 years again. When was the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Oh my gosh. This stinks. You said 25 years again? 25 years. I mean, I'm giving you a large window. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like when Macy's was established because I feel like that's a probably a pretty old company. Yeah, they're old. But I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna go something crazy. I'm gonna go 19, 1950. You're 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 with. No, you're not. You're not with. <laughs> you were one year away from your window. No. It was it was nineteen twenty four. The first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was nineteen twenty four. All right, we're we're coming to the end here. I haven't gotten one right. Uh, you haven't. So uh, again, this is, <laughs> this is. Oh, you haven't. This is, I guess, more for the audience at this point. But uh, how many pumpkin pies are estimated to be eaten on Thanksgiving? Why? <laughs> I'll give you within. You I'll give no you within. Good. <laughs> this trivia stinks, I'll, man. You know what? There might be people listening right now saying you're a fucking idiot and that they got all of these right. I'll give you within a 10 million window. <laughs> oh my. That, that only lowers my confidence because I have, that, that makes me, I have no clue. Okay, let's say, uh, I don't even know. Five, I don't within ten Within 10 million. Within 10 million? Fifty million. Hey, oh, good job. No, that's exactly it. Fifty million. <laughs> Let's go. It's estimated that fifty million pumpkin pies will be eaten on Thanksgiving. People are uh, gonna think I cheated. On the other side of that, on average, how many turkeys are prepared for dinner every Thanksgiving? More than five. Within ten million. More than five. Forty-six million. Okay. 
46 million turkeys. I technically was not wrong because I said more than five. You did say that more than wrong. Okay. And uh, just a, a fun fact to close this out. Black Friday is actually the busiest day of the year for plumbers, according to Roto-Rooter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Don't like that. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from the Last Call Podcast. I'm Aaron. That's Nick. And we hope you have a great fucking Friday.